I'm able to stand here a little bit to do Galatians 2 and 20, and let's read that today. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. You may be seated today. And we celebrate today, 4th of July, and we know that that's coming up here very soon. And so I wanted to bring a message to you today uh, pertaining of the 4th of July. And it's a time that we come and we celebrate uh, Independence Day, as I'll be talking today a little bit. But I want you to know today, as we get into God's Word, God still loves this nation. And I don't want you to ever forget that. No matter what you and I go through, no matter what we face in the days ahead, God still loves this nation. Just as God loves Israel, His chosen, but God also loves the United States of America. And I want you to know today, as I will say again, uh, freedom uh, is not free. Uh, and I want you to ever take that for granted. Freedom is not free. Just because you and I get together with family and friends and we enjoy the fourth, we are enjoying the fourth for those that bled and died for this country, for you and I to have freedom. You can go to Arlington Cemetery, you can go to the Fort Jackson Cemetery, and they have a beautiful cemetery out there as well. I've been out there, and you can just look at rows and rows and rows of those that have bled, fought, bled, and died for this great nation. And I am very blessed, and I want to thank those two that are serving. We've got those in our church that are serving their country, and I thank you for your service of what you're doing because I get to enjoy what others have fought, bled, and died for. You are enjoying what others have fought, bled, and died. And I want you to, uh, to say today that I thank you, and that's why we are here um, today. If you have your Bibles, hold them up high. That's the sword of the Spirit. We want to look into God's Word today. There's going to be a few passages of Scripture that I'm going to be going to in reference of what I want to talk about today. But uh, one of the uh, first two that I will be looking at here as we get into God's Word today is the first one will be 1 Thessalonians. We're going to be in the New Testament, 1 Thessalonians, towards the, uh, the end of the the back of your Bible, 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, beginning with the first verse. And then uh, we're also going to go, eventually go to Micah in the Old Testament. 1 Thessalonians is in, the, is in the New Testament. Then we're going to go to Micah, which is the Old Testament, which will be uh, chapter 4, verse 1. But let us go right now to 1 Thessalonians. There's 1 and 2 Thessalonians, but we're going to go to 1 Thessalonians. The fifth chapter, beginning with... The first verse, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 1. The title of my message today is this, No More Bombs Bursting in Air. No More Bombs Bursting in Air. And so we realize that uh, war has been part of this country as war has been a part of this world. But one day... There will be no more bombs bursting in the air. One day, there will be no more war. 
And I want you to hear me today that this is going to be fulfilled. God is going to fulfill exactly, and we're going to look at the scripture here today, but there will, be, there will come a time, there will come a day that there will be no more bombs. And let me use that word today. One day it will be utopia. It will be all wonderful, and it will be all uh, glorious, and it will be all of something that we could never be able to imagine. We could never begin to even comprehend. As you've always heard me quote a lot, eyes have seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered in the heart of man what God has in store uh, for uh, His own. And uh, one day it's going to be that way to where there will be no more bombs bursting in air. There will be no more war. Can you imagine? We're all in war right now. There's war around the country. Ukraine's uh, in war. You know, uh, if you've been keeping up with it, Putin's been tightened up a little bit. Things are beginning to crumble in Ukraine. Uh, there's been some backlash going on with, uh, with Putin. There's a lot of different things that's going on. Would you ever imagine uh, what, is, what is going on? There, there's issues going on. But around this world there is war. And Jesus said this as I will be sharing with you today that there will be wars and rumors of wars in the last days as we will see this in Matthew chapter 24 verse 1. But I do want to say as Jesus says there will be war one day there will be no more bombs bursting in air. And I'm going to show that to you today that one day it will cease and it will be silent and there will be no more animosity there will not be any anger there will be, not, there'll be no more fear there will be no more crying there will be no more tears there will no be more pain of our bones and our bodies and all of this will be all new and I'm going to share with this with you as time will permit here a little bit I'm going to share with you a little bit and that's why I did my title today No More Bombs Bursting in Air and so we want to look at this. Let's look at this. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 1. This is what the Apostle Paul, he writes and says this. But concerning the times and the seasons, you have not need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. Verse 3, for when they say peace and safety then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. The Apostle Paul is saying here that the day of the Lord is coming. In other words, he is saying one day there is going to be tribulation. Seven years of tribulation will take place upon this earth. One day uh, there's going to be a millennium. There's going to be a reign of a thousand years. One day there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. And he is talking about the future. And the Apostle Paul is telling the church here at, uh, with the Thessalonians, which was at Thessalonica, he's got them surrounded and letting the believers know that one day the pain and the suffering that you and I are facing today and the struggles that we're dealing with today one day we will see that things will begin to unfold and he says brethren don't be surprised 
to what you see that's going to happen in the future. He said, because as long as you've got Jesus Christ in your heart and in your life, everything else is going to take place, but things will be fulfilled. God's Word will be fulfilled. Let's look now into the Old Testament. And I'm, I am building a base here so we can go into this right quick. Micah 4 and 1 from New Testament to Old Testament. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and peoples shall flow to it. Many nations shall come and say, come and let us go up. Uh, to the mountain of the Lord, the house of God of Jacob. He will teach us His ways, and we shall walk in His paths. For out of Zion the law shall go forth, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between many peoples and rebuke strong nations afar off. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into to pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up a sword against a nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. But everyone shall sit under his vine, under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. For all people walk each in the name of his God, but we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever." Micah is talking about the people at the time that, they, that you will make your own God, but then he says, as time goes on in future, he says, then guess what? We will walk in the name of the Lord our God. In other words, that relationship that we have with God, it will begin with the great tribulation and carry on through to the, the millennium and it, it will end with the advent of a new heaven and a new earth. So we know that Micah the prophet had already spoken in the Old Testament of, of what the future was going to take place and then we also see in the New Testament where Paul is speaking of what will take place in the future. Freedom has been purchased with blood. On July the 4th of 1776, the 13 colonies claimed their independence from England in an event which eventually led to the formation of the United States. Each year on July the 4th, also known as Independence Day, Americans celebrate this historic event. Why do we celebrate? Why do we do this every 4th of July? Because we want to thank God, our Maker, that He has brought freedom to us. He has brought liberty. And I say it may be for a time that we enjoy our freedom and liberty, but while it is here and while that we are able to be free, let's enjoy while we can and giving God thanks for what He has already done and what He will continue to do as we are in America. Listen, liberty has always come through the overthrow of tyrants. Wars have drenched battlefields with blood to gain freedom. 
wars have been fought to end all wars. And still the world is an armed camp and a dangerous place, but wars and rumors of wars will continue. Jesus said this in Matthew 24 and 6, And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, and see that you are not troubled, for all of these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famine. There will be pestilence, earthquakes in various places. That has come to pass, folks. That has come to pass. We're living to see exactly what Jesus has already said, and we're going through that. When will the world find peace? No more bombs bursting in air. That's going to take place. First, I want you to know today, peace is the cry of the earth today. Peace is the cry of the earth today. That's why the Apostle Paul says this in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 1. He says, but concerning the time and the seasons, brother, you have no need that I should even write to you because you know this is going to take place. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. We don't know when Jesus is coming. Not even the angels in heaven know when Jesus is coming. But He's coming back just like a thief in the night. If I knew a thief was going to break in to my house, I would have my gun ready. I would have protection as much as I can. Um, because I want to know, I'm going to make sure that when he comes, that he doesn't get to my family, that I protect my family, uh, that I am going to do everything that I possibly, that I possibly can. If you knew a thief was going to break into your house, you would be ready at all times to prepare for your family because you would not want your family to be, to be hurt. Jesus clearly says, I'm going to come back, but I'm going to come as a thief in the night. You're not going to know when he's going to come. You can be, you can be at home. The Bible says there'll be some working. One, one will be uh, there working, the other one will, be, will leave. The rapture will take place. Yes, the word rapture is not in the word of God, but we know what rapture means. It is a call away. You'll be called away into heaven. That will take place one day. When? I don't know. I don't know when. Nobody knows, but only God himself. But one day, he's going to come, and he's going to come as a thief in the night. Paul says, I want you to know, be right, be ready for the coming of the Lord because everything is following in to, for the rapture to take place. When Jesus says there's wars and rumors of wars, when he says there's pestilence, there's things that are coming upon this land, there's earthquakes, there's things coming, that is letting you know that's a sign. Jesus is saying that's the sign. Know that I'm coming soon. It doesn't mean he's coming right then, but that he's coming soon. Watch for the signs. People have longed for peace throughout the century. Even so, war has continued to plague the earth, and no wonder the cry for peace has continued. Why does wars continue? Why does wars continue? Because one is trying to conquer 
over the other one. Whether it be for good, whether it be for bad, it just seems like everywhere we look, somebody wants to be dominant. Somebody wants to rule uh, the world. And that's a world that we live in right now. James says this in uh, James 4 and 1. Where do, you war, where do you wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure? That war in your members, your lust and do not have? You murder and covet and cannot obtain? You fight in a war and yet you do not have because you do not ask? You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers, adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? And whoever therefore wants to be friends of the world makes himself as an enemy of God. The, the, James tells us this. He says that as a Christian... He is talking and referring to Christian believers. He is saying that we as believers, if we're not careful, the wars that are within us that we fight among each other, when we are believers, we're looking at other things in life and we're not looking to the cross. We're not looking to Jesus Christ. And in other words, we're fighting within ourselves because we want to take care of ourselves. In other words, we want to be what we want to be, do what we want to do, go where we want to go, say what we want to say. That's the world that we live in, and we literally fight within ourselves. When, she's, when, when the Word says you murder and you covet and cannot obtain, in other words, when you kill, doesn't mean you're literally killing somebody. It means you're destroying the, the reputation of others around in life. So I go from a general war that are going on in the world and also now we go into a war within ourselves that we fight with one another within ourselves. And again, if we say that we have God, then we can't be controlled by the world. We need to know that we're fighting a war within ourselves so that we can still stay at the cross, at the foot of the cross, and have Jesus in our hearts and lives day in and day out. Because if we wind up doing what the world wants us to do and we act like the world, then we're at odds and we're at war with ourselves. And guess what? Then we're not a friend of God, but we become an enemy of God because we're allowing the things of the world to come in. So therefore, we're at war with God. The second thing I want you to know today is this. Peace is coming to the earth someday. We see that there's lust for power, and poverty and property, the desires to control wealth of people. Peace will finally seem within the grasp of mankind, and people will believe that peace and safety has arrived. Even then, destruction will be on their way. So not only is there a war going on in our nation and in our world around, but there's a war that's going on inside of us. And that's why we have to say, Lord Jesus, search my heart. Search 
my, my mind. See if they be any wicked way. This is what Psalmist David said. Lord, search me. See if I have anything, any wrongdoing, any wrong, wrongful thing in my life. But peace is coming to earth someday. The Bible clearly says that there will be a time that will come that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the tops of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and people shall flow to it. There will be a time where there's time of religious peace, a time of political peace. We see this in Micah 4 and 2. We see that there will be a time of peace through justice. And Isaiah 11 and 1. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and the branch shall grow out of his root. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel uh, and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight uh, is the fear, is the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge but by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing uh, of, of his ears. But with, righteous, with righteousness he shall judge the poor. He decides with, with, uh, for all the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins. And faithfulness is the belt of his waist. Isaiah the prophet is speaking. He's describing of the things that God will go through. That God will allow. Things that will take place of the coming of Jesus Christ, that He will set up and He will be a just God. There will be a time of peace even in nature. Not only will He judge the righteous and judge the wicked, He will also there will be a time of peace of nature. Look at this, Isaiah 11 and 6. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. There'll be no more, that's why I'm saying there'll be no more bombs bursting in air because the scripture is teaching us, letting us know step by step what God will do in the future. Listen to this, Isaiah 11 and 6. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. If a wolf and a lamb dwell together right now, the wolf would devour a lamb. But see, with God's sovereign, with His love, His grace, and His just as He is a just God, the wolf and the lamb will come together. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall even lead them. There'll be no harm to a child with these animals that are so aggressive today. The cow, the bear shall graze together. Look at this, folks. The young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat the straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play with the cobra's hole, the animal of a snake. A child will be able to play with that snake, and the winged child shall put his hand on the viper's den. Folks, these are vivid descriptions that let us know there'll be no more war. There'll be no more fighting. There will be a new heaven. There'll be a new earth. Animals that naturally right now that are, are aggressive and, and just in nature kill and destroy if they got around you or anybody else, eventually they're all going to come together because there'll be no hatred. The nature, that's what I'm saying here today, not only will they be uh, 
peace politically. There will be peace as just. There will be peace in nature. Did you know that? It's amazing. Listen, Isaiah 35 and 1, and I'm getting here close to my closing. The wilderness and the wastelands shall be glad for them. The desert shall rejoice and bloom as the rose. It shall bloom abundantly and rejoice. Even the joy of the singing, the glory of Lebanon, shall be giving to it the excellence of, of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the excellency of our God. The enmity between animals will end. The enmity between people and animals will end. The earth will produce abundantly. I want you to know today, folks, we're living in a world that's corrupt, that's falling, that's crumbling, but Jesus Christ sits on His throne as God will continue to bless us as we continue to serve Him, but He has a future for you. He has a future for me that everything that I share with you today in God's Word is a promise that everything will come together. They will be no more bombs bursting in air they will be no more war it will be silent and it will be glory unspeakable and full of glory give God praise in the house today I get excited to know that what God has fulfilled, what God has said, what God has instructed to know that future lies ahead, that we have something to look for. We have something to long for. We have something to live for because God will bring His authority and it will be in order and every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. A time when violence will end. There'll be no more violence. There'll be no more stealing. There'll be no more killing. All that I see of New York City, all that I see of Chicago. I thought one time I want to go to New York. I have no need to go to New York. I thought I want to go to New York at Christmas time. thought it was beautiful. I have no need to go to New York. Why, Pastor? I don't want to get into that mess. I thought for a while I wanted to go to Chicago. I've been through there in my younger days. I'd like to go back through there to a famous hot dog joint. I don't want to go there to Chicago to that famous hot dog joint. Every Hollywood star that's been there has signed their name and put the hot dog, hot dog bun on the, on the wall. That's the famous place. I can't think of the name of it. you have to look it up. I thought I want to go back. I don't want to go back there. Why do I want to go back there? There's killings and killings on weekends. Kids going buck wild. Kids going crazy. And the mayor of the town is saying, well, it's okay. Kids need to have something to do. They're just learning. They're just trying to get by. Folks, listen, the devil is on the loose. He's out to kill, steal, and to destroy, and he'll do everything he can to try to take your own family down. Take your own grandkids down. We've got to stay in prayer. We are in war. We are not on a cruise liner. 
We are on a battleship fighting for our Lord and our Savior and we're fighting for our families to keep them safe and to teach them, to instruct them about Jesus Christ, to know that there's a hell that's hot, there's a heaven that's good, and there's a future that lies ahead that you and I can conquer and we can obtain and receive. Oh, I'm about to get started here. I'm about to get up. I've got to slow down here a little bit. I'm about to end up here a little bit here. Mm. Listen, the Bible lets us know that violence will end. Isaiah 11 and 9 says this, They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters covers the sea. Violence has been with us since the fall and there will be no hurting or destroying in the coming time of peace. Third, peace will come when the king comes again. Hallelujah! Peace will come when the king comes again. The Bible lets us know clearly that peace will have an agreement and that peaceful agreement that takes place as we know in the future will fail until the prince of peace returns. We know this clearly, how that the Antichrist will come and there will be a peace treaty that will be signed at the seven-year tribulation and half through that tribulation as being connected with Israel. He will renege on it and he will begin to take over and the peace agreement will fail, but then that's when the Prince of Peace will return. It clearly says it. As Micah 4 and 3 says, He shall judge between many peoples and rebuke strong nations afar off. They shall beat their swords and plowshares and their, uh, their spears and their pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up a sword against a nation. Neither shall they learn war anymore. But everyone shall sit under his vine and under his fig tree. And no one shall make them afraid for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. Folks, this is much bigger than me and you. God is much bigger than this world. God is much bigger than this universe. And if we think that stuff's not going on, that God doesn't have it planned out, that God hadn't said it and God hadn't did this and I ain't seen it and I don't think it's going to happen, think again. It is going to be fulfilled. God's word will be fulfilled and it will come to pass. In my closing, Isaiah 9 and 6 says this, For unto us a child is born, unto us is, is a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful. It will be called Counselor. It will be Mighty God. It will be Everlasting Father. It will be Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace. There will be no end and upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it establish it with judgment and just from the time forward even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it give God praise in the house today that is a promise I don't care what your neighbor says I don't care what your friends say I don't care what your mom and daddy says I don't care what anybody says he will come and rule and he will have zeal and he will pre 
form it. It doesn't matter. There's not enough devils in hell that can stop the mighty move of God. When God has said it, He said it, He meant it, you can take it to the bank. He will perform it and He will do it. Give God praise in the house today. The devil is a liar. He is a liar and there's no truth in him because he's the father of lies. But you keep eating the word of God. You keep getting in the word of God and God will establish you. He will save your family. He'll save your grandkids and he will restore. If he needs to do the joy in your soul, he'll restore the joy of your salvation and bring you to where you need to be, not where you want to go. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. Christ will judge and he will be the ultimate judge. People may look at you up and down and judge you now and size you up. It don't mount a hill of beans. God is the judge. He's the ultimate judge. He will be the last one that has the last say so. He will rebuke the wicked. He will bring the fairness to all. Christ will end all war. Weapons will be put and will be, will be put to better use. Neither shall they learn war anymore. We can find peace with God now by faith. Romans 5 and 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our, Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ. We can have personal peace by the full surrender unto God. In my closing, and I'm going to end, and I know I've went over a little bit today, Philippians 4 and 6. Be anxious for nothing. And it's easy in the world which we live right now to be anxious with a lot of things that are going on. We don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. We don't know what next week's going to bring. But we know what God's going to bring because He's already promised us in His Word. But be anxious for nothing. But in everything, don't be anxious for nothing but, look at this, be not anxious for nothing but and everything by prayer and supplication. Go to prayer at all times. The Apostle Paul says pray without ceasing. Keep prayer upon your mind, upon your heart. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're faced, whatever you face tomorrow, whatever you face next week. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, look at this, will guard, guard, that's very important, that will guard your hearts will guard. You need Jesus to guard your heart. You need Jesus to guard your mind. Whatever goes in your ear and goes in your mind, if it's garbage in, it's going to be garbage It comes out. Whatever is good, whatever is truth, whatever is pure, whatever is honest, whatever is holy, the Bible says think on these things. When you let it go in the ear, let Jesus guard your heart and guard your mind. Because that's what you need in a world which we live. Through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is any praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. I'll give you an example and I'm going to close. There's a lot of things that's on television right now that'll turn your heads. I'm talking on regular TV. I'm not talking about HBO. I'm not talking about Cinemax. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm talking about regular TV will turn your head. Will turn your head. And listen, 
is that, is that, is that worthy to watch? No. Is that lovely? No. Is that pure? No. Is that of good report? No. Is that praiseworthy? No. I'm just giving you an example. There's many examples. I'm just giving you an example of a TV because a lot of times every one of us in here has probably got a TV in our, in our house and more than one or two or three. I'm one of them. I got a TV. But today what we see, is it worthy? Is it noble? Is it, is it trustworthy? Is it, 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 is it praiseworthy? You see, folks, this, this is where the rubber meets the pavement with our, our relationship with God. But listen, there's going to come a day. Now you know what I'm talking about now. No more bombs bursting in air. Now you know what I'm saying. Because everything's going to come under God and His order. It's going to come politically. It's going to come under just, and it's going to come naturally and nature. It's all going to come under God. It's all going to come under God, and it will come a time where they, they will be peace, and there will be no more war. No more war. Listen, for our men and women that, that serve uh, our country, that comes to our church, I know, they will, I, know, <laughs> I know they'll be excited. Because I'm sure a lot, of, a lot of them in service don't really want to go fight because of the crazy stuff that's going on. But I know they'll be excited to know that that's not, that'll never happen again. But it's coming. It's coming. And guess what? You and I can be a part of that. You and I can be a part of that. Stand with me across the building today. I, I want you to realize... <clears throat> that I know that we, we will go through the motions of coming to church. We'll, we'll go through the rituals. We'll go through the, it's a good thing for me to come to church on Sunday, and it's a good thing for me to be at church, and we go through that. But listen, I want you to know it goes much further than that. It, your relationship with God goes much further than just to be here on Sunday morning and to go through the motion and go, and that's all great. Tithing, offerings, giving, that's all great. All that's biblical. All that's great. But listen, that's not going to get us to heaven. Those are the works that we're to do as Jesus has asked us to follow Him. He says that if we're going to come after Him, we must deny ourselves and follow Him. But it's much more than just through the works. I want you to know today there's a future that lies ahead that God has prepared for those that love Him and serve Him and has accepted Jesus into your heart and life. I'm not asking you to be a pastor. I'm not asking you to be an evangelist. I'm not asking you to do uh, the great and the mighty things that you need to do. I'm just asking you to accept. If you haven't made a profession of faith and you have not accepted Jesus Christ into your heart and life, that's the first and foremost thing that you need to know Nothing else matters. I don't care if you're a millionaire or a billionaire. Monies are not going to save you. Cars and houses and land is not going to save you. What's going to save you is knowing Jesus Christ, saying, I ask you, Lord, to come into my heart and life. Repent of my sins, Lord. Come into my heart and life and save me. And the Bible says if you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, He rose on the third day, He's seated with the right hand of the Father, the Bible says thou shalt be saved. It is that easy. Accepting Jesus 
And that's the best thing and the most thing that you could ever, ever have in your life right now because nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. And I want you to know and see that there's greater things that God has in store for us. He has a future that, that lies ahead that we're going to be partakers of. And some of us sometimes feels like it'll never end, Pastor. There'll always be fighting. There'll always be stealing. There'll always be this and that. Yeah, in the world in which we live right now, but one day that's coming to a cease. It's going to cease. You've, you've seen it in Scripture today. It's going to cease. Because God has a greater plan that this world don't understand. The world doesn't understand this. But you do as believers. If you're a believer, you'll understand it. You'll understand it. Every head bowed and every eye closed, let me pray today. Dear Heavenly Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Father God, you have shared with us and you have promised us in your word right now that they will not, one day, there will not be any more wars.